today on Lawyers Rising. It's actually many times more difficult to get a job in the market you're from than when you're looking at a new market. What to do if you're fired as an attorney from a law firm. Hello and welcome. I'm joined once again by the founder and chief executive of BCG Attorney Search, Harrison Barnes. Harrison, good morning. Sure. Thank you. Well, a lot of people are going to have to make some moves here over the next several months with the economy in such turmoil. And, you know, going elsewhere to find work is a very difficult choice, especially if you're very embedded in a certain community. You've been practicing there for some time. This conversation today is the reasons why you should really be considering looking at other markets rather than just the one. Um, Can we just kind of set this up? in a more broad sense, by talking about that impulse for many attorneys, and I know you deal with this a lot, trying to convince people that, listen, there just isn't work for you anymore in New York or LA or whichever their chosen um, market is, and, and trying to kind of give them a bit of a kick to look elsewhere. Talk to me about that issue that you face on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, the, the decision that people make when they're, when they're choosing a market is, is typically very, you know, personal to them. And they believe that, you know, it's important for them to, to work in a certain market. And people are especially that way about big markets. You know, they, they believe that, you know, it's, it, it represents who they are or, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, but, you know, the thing that occurred, you know, that is, is very important to me is like, for example, I'm from Detroit. And you know, when I was looking for positions in Detroit, at least ones that were paying halfway decent salaries, which was over 20 years ago, or wow, it's, geez, it's been a long time, 20, 25 years ago, uh, you know, that the, there were only like five or six firms in Detroit that I could have worked at, you know, and it's like, that's a very small market. And, you know, so at the same time, there were probably 150 in New York and, and you know, and same thing in Los Angeles. And, you know, and, and so when you, people just are very, take their markets very seriously and think that they should only work in one market. And, and it's just, it, to me, it's just one of the, the craziest uh, things that people can do because it's just, it, it ends up so limiting your, your possibilities and your upward mobility and, uh, and there's just so many places an attorney can work. So I just, every time I, uh, you know, we get a new candidate uh, that we're working with at BCG and, you know, I'll always look at their resume and uh, and then I'll uh, and reach out to them and just say, you know, you should be looking at other markets too. It doesn't really matter. I mean, in some cases, you know, if you're a partner with business and you're in a market, then, you know, maybe you want to stay there, obviously. But for the most part, I mean, I think most attorneys, uh, owe it to themselves to look at multiple markets for a lot of reasons. I have to imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, that pride has a lot to do with this. That if you've been building a career in one geographical location in a major market, for example, you have really wrapped your identity up with kind of rising through that social hierarchy and having a position within it. And to suddenly have that lost is very difficult to deal with. And I think pride kind of clouds one's judgment here. Am I right in saying that? You know, it is, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm reminded of when, uh, you know, when I was in, when I was, I was an associate and there was a girl that I was friends with and she was a corporate attorney and, and New York, Los Angeles has never had like that great of a corporate market. I mean, it's okay. It's not horrible. I mean, it's a major market, but, you know, compared to, uh, you know, the Bay Area or New York or something like that, so this girl was looking at uh, openings in, you know, Los Angeles and just, you know, not really getting much interest. And she was very strong. I mean, she'd gone to Stanford and, uh, 
uh, you know, I think she, you know, was on law review and, and, you know, top of her class and just, you know, not getting a lot of interest in Los Angeles. And then, you know, all of a sudden she goes up to the Bay area and, um, you know, and, and she gets, you know, within a couple of weeks, you know, seven or eight offers of people. And in one case, a major law firm, you know, the, the hiring partner got on his knees and begged her to come there, you know? And, uh, so, you know, you just, you're going to be more marketable in some regions than others. And, and it's just, it's just, it's the smartest thing to do. And so, you know, for her, you know, she was thinking early in her career that she wanted to go into entertainment law and all sorts of things. And, um, and so that's why she was in LA and she was resistant to moving, but, you know, she was a corporate attorney and, uh, you know, making that move, you know, really jumpstarted her career. So, you know, it's like that for most attorneys, you know, you can, you can save your career sometimes by going to different markets or you can improve your career by going to different markets. And so it shouldn't be a question of pride. It should be, you know, you should put your, uh, you know, an attorney, especially young attorneys, you know, you need to put your career first. It needs, it should come above, you know, everything because you're trying to get ahead and it's, you know, it's the one time you have, uh, you know, where, you know, you can, uh, you know, you need to put it first. And so, you know, I mean, I mean, I was talking to one guy, I mean, it was, it was a couple of weeks ago and I probably shouldn't even say this. It's kind of funny. And, um, he's like, Oh, I just, but I don't want to move. I just met a girl. And I'm like, how long have you known her? And he's like a week. And I'm like, you know, that's, <laughs> that's not a reason to stay, you know, in a market. I mean, you can still communicate with her or you can meet someone when you get to a new market. I mean, if you've known someone a week, I mean, that's hardly a reason to, you know, stay in a market where you don't have a job. Well, let's talk about some of those other excuses that you have heard on a regular basis, reasons why people do not want to leave the city that they're currently working in or rather not working in anymore. Um, you mentioned one, I've just met a girl. What about when people say, I want to be near my family, my brothers, my sisters, my parents? That's really important for people. It's an important part of people's lives. Is that a good reason for wanting to just stay in one place and not, not be unwilling to look elsewhere? I mean, people need their families for support. And, you know, I, I talk to my family every day and, you know, and, and, you know, but I FaceTime with them and, you know, it's, it's not, uh, you know, and, and, and it's good to have a close relationship with your family. So I'm certainly not poo-pooing that. But the problem is, is, you know, your family is not going to, you know, pay your student loans. They're not going to pay... Uh, your car payment. They're not going to, um, you know, uh, you know, they didn't go to law school and, uh, you know, they, and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, have the kind of investment in your career you do. So, you know, the, the idea that you would allow that to, you know, limit you in a, in a really bad way is, is kind of depressing. I mean, it's not, you know, it is important to be close to your family. Uh, but, you know, if you put your career first, you're, you're typically, you know, um, going to be doing them a service too, because you're going to have pride and, you know, and, um, you know, and you're going to, you know, and, and, and so it's, it's important, I think, to put your career first. And, you know, certainly if you have, you know, if you're taking care of a, of a parent and you need to be close to them or, uh, you know, something along those lines, then I, I, you know, that's, that's a noble thing to do. And I certainly can't, uh, you know, criticize that. But, you know, and for the most part, uh, you know, if you're, if you're someplace and, you know, you're seeing your family, you know, once a month or something, I mean, I, I don't think it's a reason to really limit yourself geographically, but, you know, that's me. And, 
Um, you know, and, and that's what I would, you know, think is important, especially for young attorneys. No, it's interesting how people wrap up their identities with the place that they grew up with, um, especially in big cities. New Yorkers are New Yorkers. Uh, if you're from the Bay Area, you really wrap your identity around that city. And it's similar in other cities across the country. And that really precludes people from or stops people from wanting to, to, to even consider moving somewhere else in their career. But if you are a New Yorker, for example, um, born and bred, and your career just isn't going anywhere in that city, how do you convince them, listen, you've got to look elsewhere? It's got to be a very tough thing to do. It is. But, you know, at the same time, I mean, you know, the, the problem with these very, very concentrated markets, whether it's New York or San Francisco or um, you know, even part, you know, Los Angeles or Portland or, you know, the problem with these very concentrated markets is there's going to be a lot more competition for jobs. And it depends on what you do. You know, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're a certain type, if you're in a certain type of practice area, I mean, you know, there might only be a couple of potential places you could even work in some cities, you know, so, uh, you know, in the larger cities, there's going to be, you know, so much competition for, for jobs. It's just, you know, like, you know, there's certain rules in the legal profession, like, you know, if you get senior, you don't have business, it becomes much harder to find a job. Or, you know, if you're not working, it becomes much harder to find a job. And all of those sorts of rules are, you know, magnified in major markets. I mean, you know, and, um, you know, so, you know, if you're an attorney in New York, and you don't have a job trying to find a job, it's, it's probably 10 times harder than it would be, you know, if you're in a smaller market where there's, there's few attorneys. So, you know, your, your identity, people's identities change. I mean, you know, I mean, people that move from, you know, New York to Los Angeles, I mean, their identities always change. I mean, you can, you can change. You need to be flexible. I mean, you should, you, you should put your career first is my, my point. You mentioned kids before and, you know, having family and being close to family being important. And one of the tougher things you mentioned, you know, having um, an older parent that you have to care for, uh, you know, part and parcel of that is having young kids that are in school and maybe very, you know, high-end schools that they're very attached to. To try and move them out of a geographical area is, again, very difficult. But again, is that a reason to stay in one place rather than looking elsewhere? Well, you know, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I moved a lot when I was uh, growing up and a lot of it had to do with moving, you know, for, because of my um, dad's job, uh, you know, but, you know, it's, and it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's not easy for kids to move schools, but at the same time, it can be good for them. And, uh, you know, because they, they're going to learn new things. And, you know, the, the most important thing though, is, I mean, as a parent, you know, you need to support your kids. So, you know, and, and you need to be able to, you know, help them with their, you know, whatever. I mean, you, you know, there's lots of things that, you know, if you may need to support a family and, you know, so obviously being employed is going to make that a lot easier than being unemployed. You said something there that I think is really important and is important to f kind of focus the minds of our listeners here. And that is the point that simply you are unemployed. All these other excuses that we've been going through really kind of pale in comparison to that fact. You are unemployed. Can you underline that a little bit more and why that's so important to kind of help focus one's thinking when, when approaching where to uh, be looking for jobs? Well, if you're unemployed, uh, you know, you need to realize that if you're looking in one market, you're only going to have access to the positions that are in that market. And if you're looking at multiple markets, then you're increasing your odds of finding a position that much more. The other thing, too, is if you've been unemployed for a while, then you know, there may be problems in your market. 
you know, so after the 2008 financial crisis, for example, uh, you know, there was no uh, hiring going on of, of corporate attorneys for the most part in, in most practice areas. So, you know, because of that, uh, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs and um, couldn't find new ones. And the people that stayed in New York were, were in for a very long and, you know, deep unemployment. You know, conversely, uh, you know, a lot of smaller markets were doing fine. After the 2008 financial crisis, I mean, Texas, believe it or not, was doing very well for a long time. So, you know, so it just kind of depends, you know, but if you're unemployed, I mean, it makes no sense, you know, not to look for jobs. You can even look internationally. I mean, I, I've placed a lot of people internationally when things slow down in the U.S. And, you know, and it's just, you know, you need to look at, at as many markets as you as you possibly can, uh, smaller markets and larger markets, because, you know, even if you are financially uh, secure and you feel like you can weather a recession for several years, the big thing is, is that if you're able to get a position during a recession, uh, it looks better to have continuity of employment on your resume than it does to have gaps. Because if it has gaps, it says something about your ability to get a job or your enthusiasm for working in general. So I would much rather hire someone that, you know, was all over it and really wanted to work than I would someone that wasn't incredibly enthusiastic about working all the time. It's just, it's a better type of person to hire. I mean, I hope you can, you know, anybody can see that, I think. But, you know, you want, employers want to hire people that, that want to work. And so, you know, when you're looking for a job, you're kind of representing yourself. And, you need to be, um, you know, the faster you move, the better you are as an attorney, because an attorney's job is to uncover solutions for, uh, you know, clients. And if you can't uncover solutions for yourself, that's not a good thing. Another issue is whether, you know, you are in some jeopardy at your current uh, position. Maybe you are fearful that you're about to lose your job. The writing is on the wall. This too is a good time to start to consider other geographical locations. It's a tough thing to try and wrap your head around the fact that you are almost certainly going to lose your job and may not be employable in that particular market anymore. Can you kind of walk through that thinking process and give some advice? Well, if you lose your job in, a, in, a, in an existing market, um, then it, it sends a message to uh, employers in that market. Uh, I mean, it's, it's sometimes, it's, it's actually many times more difficult to get a job in the market you're from than, uh, than when, you look, when you're looking at a new market. And it, and it sounds kind of strange, but the reason is, is if you're looking at a new market, like let's say you're moving, you know, you're from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and you're working in Miami. Uh, and suddenly you contact firms in, in Cleveland and say, I want to move home. My parents are there. I have, you know, lots of connections here. I miss it. You know, the law firms are going to be uh, like, they're going to think to themselves, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Why don't we talk to this person? They've broken this great firm in Miami, you know, and, but if you're applying to firms locally in Miami, um, then the firms are always going to say to themselves, why would he possibly, you know, why would this person be looking for a new job? Like, what is it? you know, what's going on with them? Like, why are they looking for a new job? I wonder if, you know, is there, are they having problems with their existing employer or maybe they're not doing good work? Are there kind of issues with them? So it's, it's a little bit more, it's, sometimes it's actually easier uh, to get jobs in the new market than it is in your existing uh, market. So I always recommend, you know, if things are looking a little, uh, you know, squirrely and you're getting kind of a bad feeling, your existing employer, 
then you know you really should be looking at other markets because if you look at other markets, then uh, you know you're going to have a much better chance many times of um, getting a job than you would if you just kind of stay still. The other issue too, or one of the other issues that might force someone to consider moving to a different location is working in a niche practice area. Um, there's only so many jobs that can go around in those practice areas, and if uh, your time is up in one particular um, at one particular firm in one particular area, you got to kind of broaden your search a little bit. Can you talk about the additional challenges of working in niche practice areas? Well, niche practice areas, uh, you know, can be things like, you know, trademark, project finance, uh, you know, white collar litigation, uh, you know, there's, there's all sorts of kind of niche practice areas. And the thing is, is if you're in a niche practice area, like trademark's a perfect example. Like in many cases, there might only be one opening in, in your market, or there might not even be any openings. I mean, you know, so, but if you were to look nationally, uh, there's going to be a lot more openings. So attorneys that are able to look at multiple markets uh, often, almost always do better. Uh, you know, so instead of only looking at one opening where everybody in the city is competing for the same job, you know, you can look at, uh, you know, uh, you know, 20, you know, 20 openings. And, you know, I had an interesting experience years ago where I was working with a, you know, uh, and one thing we should also discuss are kind of senior attorneys with no business. But I was working with a senior uh, trademark attorney with no business. And, um, and you know, and he was having no luck. He, he was only looking um, in the market where he was from, which was, I think it was like North Carolina, like, you know, Charlotte or something. And, you know, there just weren't a lot of openings, like of firms that were willing to bring in senior people like him. So I said to him, I said, you know, you're going to have to you know, do like a all out kind of national search. And, and he did. And, you know, within a couple of weeks time, you know, a guy that had been unemployed for two years and hadn't worked, hadn't had any interviews, you know, he had like probably like at least 15 interviews within a couple of weeks. So, you know, if you're a senior attorney with no business or you're, you know, you're in a niche practice area, you know, the smartest thing you can do is to look at, um, you know, lots and lots of markets. I mean, this is, Senior attorneys with no business. I mean, uh, uh, you know, they when they when you when they look at a lot of markets, they they can almost always get jobs. And they're just you know they're they're like I'm going to put myself out there. I don't care. And the biggest mistake that you know attorneys in niche practice areas make, and you know, attorney anybody that's very you know serious about only working in one market is they tend to uh, you know allow their ego to get involved, and they say you know I'll never move or I'll never you know or whatever the issue is they their ego gets in the way. And when they let their ego get in the way, they just don't find, uh, you know, positions. So, uh, you know, it's important to look at a lot of positions, a lot of markets. We've spoken on multiple occasions in the past about how important it is to be truthful with yourself, to, to really be honest about your current situation. And one of the hardest things to face is the fact that you might've sullied your reputation in a particular market, or you've made enemies in that market, be it at your own firm or at others. And this is going to really seriously impact your ability to continue to work in that market. Again, a very hard thing to face and to deal with and to be honest with yourself about. Can you talk a little bit about realizing that you probably have a bad reputation and it's time to go try and build a better one elsewhere? Well, you know, in, in some cases, you know, um, you know, law firms will uh, blackball people. I mean, I, I hate to see it, say it. I mean, it's, 
it's absolutely, you know, loony, uh, the reasons that they do it. Uh, you know, um, you know, frankly, I think IP attorneys are the worst. I mean, they just, they, they love holding grudges and, uh, you know, but, uh, or patent attorneys a lot of times. I mean, I see it a lot of times with patent attorneys, but you know, the problem is, is if, you know, you may just have a bad reputation in your market. I mean, you may be in a, you know, you may be in a smaller to mid-sized market and you may just get a bad reputation for one reason or another. And that, you know, it doesn't always happen, but it could. So if you get a bad reputation in your market, then, um, you know, that, that can hurt you. And, and, you know, and there's certain bars that are fairly small, you know, like, you know, bankruptcy is a fairly small bar and there's other bars. And so you may, you may have done something stupid. You may have, um, you know, made a mistake and, uh, you know, and you may need to just, you know, kind of fix it. I mean, I've seen attorneys, you know, lie, uh, you know, get in trouble, you know, for, you know, sexual uh, type things, making a bad remark to someone or, um, you know, I saw one guy get in trouble because he uh, wore some ripped jeans. I mean, it's just, <laughs> they were ripped in the wrong place, but, you know, it, uh, you know, you just, like all sorts of things can happen. So, uh, you know, but the big thing is, is most of the time after, even if, you know, you don't have a name for yourself as a bad in your market, most law firms will uh, do some sort of reference checking. They will uh, check with people that, you know, you've worked for before, or they may ask references. And this is, of course, after, you know, they've extended you an offer or before they get ready to extend you an offer. And, you know, a lot of the firms, especially a lot of the big firms, are, are pretty nice about it. I mean, they won't, they won't really say anything negative, but a lot of times, you know, they will. And, um, you know, so if the wrong person is giving the reference, and it typically, you know, the people that give the bad references, this is just kind of a, like a, a clue, you know, for you to, when you're giving references, younger attorneys, younger partners will typically, um, or, you know, people that, you know, have some sort of chip on their shoulder, typically the ones that will give the worst, ref give bad references. But a lot of times older attorneys, you know, that have just been around the block and they've seen people make mistakes and improve and, you know, they typically won't give negative references. The biggest firms and the most prestigious firms typically won't give negative references. But a lot of times, you know, your smaller to mid-sized firms, your, um, you know, your younger partners, they, 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 I've seen a lot of them give negative references. So, you know, if you're getting negative references from the people that are giving you references, it means you're blackballed or you're giving the wrong reference person for references. So, you know, just be very, very careful who's giving you references. And, um, you know, but if you, if you are getting bad references, then, you, you know, you need to look at other markets. And I've seen so many attorneys, honestly, like turn around their lives and their careers and, and just really, you know, merge on top by, uh, you know, moving markets when they were getting bad references. I've had people, you know, get bad references in, in an entire market, like, you know, uh, Austin or, you know, Atlanta, like just completely be shut out. So, you need to do everything you can to, um, you know, overcome that. And you know what? I mean, sometimes a fresh start and not being reminded of negative stuff that may have happened in the past or a bad employment experience is the best, you know, best medicine and, uh, you know, can really, you can really turn over a new leaf. So beyond the personal reasons about why you would consider leaving a particular market is the conditions in that market itself. You've mentioned that, you know, larger centers are highly competitive. 
But moreover, you know, some markets can really slow down. They can be super crowded with other competitors it's, uh, and other people looking for jobs. Uh, and this just kind of re- reveals that it, it's not you, it's the market itself that is going to impede your future progress and that looking elsewhere is the right thing to do. Can you give some hints and tips about how to analyze the state of the current market that you're working in and to realize, well, maybe it's time to to look elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, you know, different markets will get slow. I mean, different markets are affected in different ways by um, economic conditions, you know. So, um, and different markets are good for different practice areas and some are good for others. So, you know, like I said earlier in this podcast, the, you know, during the 2008 recession, there weren't really a lot of problems in, uh, you know, Texas for a while. So that was a good market. And, you know, whereas New York and, and, you know, Silicon Valley and, you know, and other markets were negatively affected. And, you know, sometimes small markets are just insulated, you know, so you can move to a smaller market. So, you know, if, if you're in a market where a lot of people are searching for the same positions, then that's a really bad thing. If you're in a market where, uh, you know, lots of people are um, losing their job and there's, you know, not a lot of opportunity, that's a bad thing. If you're in a small market, like, you know, like I said, you know, Los Angeles, not a great market for corporate attorneys. Uh, You know, same thing with Washington, D.C. compared to New York. I mean, it's just, there's different markets for different people. And so if you're in a market where there's just not a lot of activity, you may be uh, better off looking at another market. We're on the precipice of a major economic contraction. And with that, doubtless, lots of legal jobs are going to disappear, which means that people need to kind of come to uh, come to realize that they may have to look elsewhere. There are always markets in the country that are kind of hungry for top talent because they are probably smaller or mid-sized places. Is now the right time to really start to consider moving to those smaller places, even if it means a reduced salary from what you're used to in a, in a larger center? Yes. Uh, the problem with larger markets is, uh, you know, they, 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 they get hit so hard that, uh, you know, the, the, you know, they, 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 they take a long, they can take a long time to recover, uh, you know, and, um, you know, so, and, and there's more people looking at the same job. So, yeah, I mean, I would, I would always recommend uh, looking, you know, it's smaller markets. And, you know, the other thing too, that's nice about smaller markets is, you know, you can find like, you know, there's, there's certain companies that are busy during recessions, you know, and there's, there's all sorts of businesses that stay busy during recessions. And so, you know, if you find a law firm that, or, you know, or, or even a company, if you want to look for a job in a company, but you find a law firm that services one of those companies in a smaller market, you know, a lot of times they don't have a lot of overhead and they may, you may be able to continue working, you know, just fine. Um, I know, you know, another case of a, a, a corporate attorney I once represented, and he was um, had expertise in this type of transaction that um, the smaller law firm in a smaller market didn't do. But the smaller law firm in the smaller market had some clients that they knew would be interested in it. So he went there and suddenly started doing this this transaction and kind of built up a, a little cottage industry there for the, for the law firm. So, you know, your, your experience can, can really sometimes be marketable in, 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 in smaller markets. And so I really always recommend looking at lots of smaller markets. And the other thing too is during this recession, 
um, you know, you need to understand like what, you know, what are the markets that tend to do well? I mean, the, the markets that tend to do well during recessions, and this is kind of a, you know, a secret, and I typically will share it with my candidates, but I might as well just get it out here because it's a good one. Uh, you know, college towns, like college towns always do well because there's always a lot of money coming in. So to some extent, you know, it's federal student loans and so forth. They're recession resistant. Same thing with government state capitals in Washington, D.C. and stuff. Those those cities also do very well. So I always recommend looking at them during recessions. Just finally to wrap things up, you had mentioned earlier that you really have to, um, you've seen people really succeed after moving to different kinds of markets, really turn their lives around in some cases, or at the very least, really improve their careers. Can you emphasize that once again? Because I know there's a lot of people with a lot of kind of mental baggage about willing to even get past that first step of considering moving to a different place. Maybe put a finer, more personal point on it. Give me some more examples of people that have really done well after leaving their particular market that they were so deeply entrenched. Well, I mean, one example for me would be, you know, and it's just, it's, it's my personal example is, um, you know, when I was, I was uh, working, I, I did a clerkship and uh, in a, you know, relatively small town in Michigan, not small in Bay city, Michigan. And, uh, and then, you know, towards the end of my clerkship, I was like, you know, I'll go look at, uh, um, you know, uh, I'll look at the firms in Detroit. And, you know, I had, you know, pretty good qualifications, but I'd interview with these law firms in Detroit, and the whole thing was just kind of, and there were only like five or six of them. And it was just kind of weird. I mean, they didn't have a lot of work. I mean, it was Detroit, and Detroit was kind of in a recession, you know, from the automotive industry. And, um, and the people were, you know, like the, the, the people just weren't not enthusiastic. I mean, it just, it wasn't kind of like a booming, booming market. And it was, it was kind of depressing these interviews. And, um, you know, there were certain places I could have worked, but it was like, you know, it just, the work wasn't that great at the time. And um, it was just not great. So, you know, so I was like, okay, I'll send my resume to, you know, uh, a bunch of firms in Los Angeles. And I, and I did. And, you know, pretty soon, like I had firms fly me out and like putting me up in, you know, nice hotels and like, you know, making me offers on the spot, which were a lot more than I would have made in Detroit and just be in having and having very, you know, cool work. I mean, my first day of work at my first firm, I mean, the, the first case I got was a story I read about on the Wall Street Journal the first, you know, that day. So, you know, there's just you, you when you look at other markets, it's just it can make a big difference because the business climate's going to be different in other markets. Um, you know, just a couple other stories. I had a, you know, a girl that I was working with years ago, one of my first placements, and she'd been someone that was uh, blackballed because of some someone not liking her in some big firm in Atlanta. And, um, and she did a search all over the country. And, um, and I ended up getting her a position at a, you know, a great firm in California. And, um, you know, and, and it was years later, and she's still there. Um, I had, uh, Another guy that, uh, you know, I, I remember working with uh, at the beginning of my uh, career that was, uh, you know, from a small town in Alabama and working in the patent and trademark office and, uh, you know, and, and got him a job with like one of the biggest firms in Silicon Valley. And, you know, and he became a partner there. And it's just, you know, so and he never, you know, I don't think the guy had ever been on a plane you know, before I got out there. I, I had another one that's kind of funny. Uh, this is actually kind of a funny placement. Uh, I had a I had a guy from a, a small town in Texas 
that um, whose dream, this was this guy's dream, he was working in a small patent firm, was to own a Chevy Suburban, if you can imagine. And, um, and you know, he was making probably, you know, and this is, you know, 2002, maybe $60,000 a year. And he decided he'd seen some, some show on TV about how beautiful Washington State was. So he decided he wanted to work in uh, Seattle. So I sent him to all these firms in Seattle. Well, the firm I sent him to in Seattle, the recruiting was done out of uh, uh, Pittsburgh. And so uh, the, the, um, the, you know, everything went to Pittsburgh and they said, well, we don't have any openings in Seattle, but we do have them in Pittsburgh. So the guy went to um, interview with his firm and never, again, got another guy had never been on a plane um, or out of Texas. And uh, he got on this and he went and he, he got there at night and went into this hotel. And then the hotel was in the same place as the, um, you know, the firm was in and then left the hotel and uh, went back and got this interview. And, you know, in his salary, like I think tripled. And, you know, the first thing he did was buy a Suburban. And then he moved to Pittsburgh and rented a house. And, uh, and you know, within three weeks, like, you know, his landlord was trying to kick him out. And, uh, you know, the police were there because he and his wife wanted to ra- were raising chickens <laughs> in the backyard of Pittsburgh, if you can believe it, um, you know, because that's the way he was from. But uh, anyway, so that, that's, that's another quick story. But, I mean, it can make a big uh, difference. Yeah, it really can. And I guess the way to wrap up this conversation is to emphasize that you need to um, at least consider it, at least kind of realize that a lot of the excuses you're making um, aren't that valid. And when it comes down to it, you need to build yourself a future. And if you are not able to advance your career or indeed find work in a particular market, you need to think uh, more broadly about the other opportunities out there because otherwise you're really going to be doing yourself and your career a real disservice yeah that's great advice it's a great place to end it harrison thanks once again for making time for me thank you that's all the time we have for this edition of the show to learn more go to bcgsearch.com